ladies and gentlemen, we have Tiny Tim on the show. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. What's up, JP? What's up? You ready to start the show? Sure. Let's get it cracking in three, two, one. Man, J.P. Arante, one of my first friends here in Las Vegas. How's it feel to be on the show? Uh, feels great. What's <laughs> uh, up to everybody out there? Happy to give you your first dose of the Asian sensation. This is Patrick's book of bullshit, and uh, we're here just talking, ranting, two cents, non-factual shit. Well, sometimes J.P. could be pretty factual about the shit he says but you have to disregard half of the bullshit that comes out of my mouth i'm just gonna say that right now disclaimer anyway i have a fellow laker fan in the house finally and uh a diehard and uh what i want to touch on as far as the of basketball is how do you feel about the state of basketball in general in general like in a whole like your perspective the general perspective I'm getting on basketball right now is everybody's there's there's been a large shift in the prioritization of of as far as making uh, uh as far as what it takes to create championships. It's it's not so much I guess maybe maybe it's always been that way but nowadays it seems more clear to me that there's a growing individualism as far as basketball is concerned, where people are um, people are more willing to shift teams just to chase the championship as opposed to staying staying with their team that they're on. You're and getting at what I was the loyalty. Yes, the loyalty factor. The era we come from is when the player went to the team and stuck with the team, mm-hmm. and mainly because they got to be the franchise player for that team and you know once once you became the face for that team because of the loyalty that you may have felt for the for the fan base of that team you were less reluctant to leave it whereas certain you know in in the modern age certain you know higher higher profile uh players would be more willing to leave the team that they become the the franchise face for and those teams paid you yeah accordingly just to be able to chase a title now you now the now the organization that you left is you know left looking for a new face to represent the team after it had already built you up as becoming the you know the the face for that um particular generation of that team have you uh taken your hex off of lebron i say i have so i'm i'm becoming more and more okay with with lebron especially since he came back to um he came back to Cleveland. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I, I was, uh, I was, I was kind of being an OG coming from coming from basketball era that we come from. How he did, how he left the organization, all that shit just fu- left a bad taste in our generation's mouth, right? Would you Would you agree? Yeah, to me, it it, it did. I mean, and also being a Laker fan, for, for, and being a Laker fan, the fact that he was brought into the limelight saying that he's this and he's that before the end of Kobe's reign, you know? That's how I felt. I really didn't 
care that much for all of that. I mean, the the torch is going to have to get passed at some point. But what really concerned me was, you know, he... It seemed like he had made a commitment to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but then he broke that commitment despite despite verbal assurances earlier that he would not. And no, then, no, no. His After his uh, free agency was prepared, no one knew what he was going to do. He had no verbal commitment. You mean the first time he left Cleveland? Well, when he left Cleveland, he had put his time in and got that free agency, did not tell ownership, no one, what his intentions were going to be, and announced that shit for the world and the organization, fans included, what his decision would have been. And he said he was taking his talents to South Beach. Everyone found that at the same time. Was that the year that he cried? It was the year he lost and took his shirt off and cried and walked off out the, out the building. Uh-huh. And then the new season coming up, he, he announces his talents. Was it like when he, wasn't, when he wouldn't come off of the bus and he didn't even shake hands or something with the opposite team or something? I don't remember all of that. Okay. But I, I don't know if all that happened, but yeah. Um, I got the sense that, you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I got the sense that he had, pr- prior to that happening, he had made a commitment to Cleveland that he wouldn't leave? No. So he didn't make a commitment to, the, to Cleveland that he wouldn't leave? No, that everybody just assumed in Cleveland that he wouldn't So everyone leave. assumed, okay, so it was a matter a, of He's assumption. a Cleveland, he's a, he's an Ohio boy, a native, Akron. But, but he had made no hard promises that he wouldn't leave. Nada. And then he left. Hmm. High and dry. But I mean, like now he's got his championships and then he came back. So. That's all I wanted. I wanted him. He says, I like how he did his, uh, his statement, this previous state, this new statement about how those years in Miami made him a man and developed him like as if it was his college time. So now he knows what it takes to be a champion and he can go back home and bring that there per se well he can only bring so much in himself and then it's up to management to build a team around him well, i, I, I bet even, you they won't make the fucking mistake of not listening to him anymore i don't I, I don't even know if they can i mean they're a smaller market team and i don't i don't know who this coach that they have is does he like have a no. proven winning winning track it doesn't matter it's all about lebron and the money that he generates and now come on now whatever he say says will go and he will get his way if it's possible monetarily they will take more than just consideration into what he has to okay. say okay let's let's say that he did get like um uh, they're talking about maybe trading to get Kevin Love to get on the Cavaliers. I'm smelling it happening. It's just a- just because Kevin Love joins uh, joins LeBron, it don't mean that they're suddenly the top contender in the East. I mean, Paul Gasol just joined the Bulls, which is and great. the Bulls is already a strong uh, a strong. It's from the top down. The Bulls are a strong squad. They have excellent coaching staff in Tom Thibodeau. They have uh, they already have marquee player. In um, Der, um, in Mr. Rose, and now they've got Paul Gasol, who is a star center. They've already got um, well, he's got he's had um, injury Joakim problems. Joakim Noah, yeah, don't he's forget had, that. He's got, he's, that's that's who exactly was, uh, what I was going to say. They've already got a good um, center in Joakim Noah. I, I don't know if they're going to move him down to power forward or anything like that, but yeah, I, he's been plagued by injuries. But when he was good, he was good. Are you talking about Rose? No, Joaquin Noah. Oh, he's still cold. He's cold blooded, man. He's the he's the spark on that team. He's, I mean, like he's had injury problems, uh, but obviously Rose has had 
um, injury. Obviously, Rose has had injury problems as well. But um, now, if they're if they're healthy this season with the addition of Pau Gasol, even though they lost Carlos Boozer, they're probably going to be in a position to strongly challenge the um, LeBron wherever he goes. Indeed, uh, you touched on Gasol. As a Laker fan, how do you feel about him leaving? Um, as a Laker fan, I'm sad to see him go, but at the same time, now that he's not a Laker, best of luck to him. Uh, I I hope we beat his ass in Chicago. <laughs> I uh, I'm happy for Powell because the organization was really fucking with him, man. I mean, he couldn't give, you know, basketball is your talent, and it's also the stress that comes on behind that. And I think there was a lot of behind behind the scenes shit popping and just the fact that you every 24 hours you thought you were getting traded you can't bring your a game so fuck the lakers is what he had in his mind and as soon as he had the opportunity to bounce he did it and i i appreciate i understand it and i feel like he's gonna go to chicago now and fucking ball i appreciate his position that um uh, to a certain extent he was made a scapegoat but really here's a fault in most laker fans they perceive him to be the problem along with the coaching staff because he wasn't able to perform in the system that the the, the, the that the coaching staff put him in. He was performing like um uh, like a machine when he was under um uh, under Phil Jackson, but when when um uh, D'Antoni's system came around, he couldn't perform. That's not entirely his fault, and he was still making solid averages even though. He was perceived as, quote-unquote, having a crappy year. Fucking the Pringles, man, fucked everything up. The Laker organization upstairs, it's in disarray, and I don't know what the fuck we're going to do because Genie should be controlling it, but that fucking bus is making some fucked-up decisions. Why the fuck did we even go after Dan Tony? What kind of shit was that? What well, was that thought process? No, it was, it was actually Dr. Bus who made that decision because he wanted... No, 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 Dr... Is the main man. Dr. Buss made that decision. He wanted D'Antoni. He wanted D'Antoni. He want, He was the no. one who asked for... No, he was the one who wanted D'Antoni because he wanted everybody to... He wanted it to go back to the old Showtime days. And D'Antoni was the, the guy who had the closest style to bringing that kind of play back to Cal, to, to L.A. His, his fast all-offense, fast breaks and stuff like that. Everybody, D'Antoni, D'Antoni is pure offense... No defense. Exactly. Showtime had offense and defense. When you say closest, that was his vision because he was older. But at the same, it, it, he, he's an older man, and he's seeing the excitement that the Phoenix Suns bring. But at the same time, that shit was not winning championships. It was not the recipe. It wasn't. But that's what he wanted to see. And D'Antoni was the the closest available coach who could provide that style of play. We see how far that and, got us, right? Exactly. And I. I uh, I don't, you know, God rest his soul, but I'm glad Dr. Buss didn't really live to see how how badly the result was. It was fucked up. Um, and now the, the son has control, and uh, I'm not too confident in him. I'm more confident in Genie than anything. Well, you deal with the cards that you are dealt. And anyway, you know what? I don't know if this is just Kobe trying to be a statesman or anything like that, but he said that he was... He was um, happy with the moves that the um, that the office has have been making in the off season, so that doesn't really translate as 
you know, confidence that we'll make it into the playoffs or even, you know, the, the, the finals. But no. I guess he says that he's happy with the, the moves that they've made. I, understanding the money and all that stuff, I guess that's the politically correct thing to say in the situation, but it still looks like disarray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Lin, all due respect to my Asian family out there, but that's not a key. He still needs some cultivating, and I hope Steve Nash can help him with his progression and growth. Here's the thing, though. Kobe wanted to be surrounded by a new, a, a younger team. And like collecting a whole. He didn't bunch. act like he wanted to be surrounded when that uh, when that uh, Laker picture came up. He was trying to do anything he could not to be a part of that fucking picture. Yeah, but <laughs> that was like last year's team. Yeah. And this year's team, it's it, it, there is a little more promise in the team aside from some of the older guys that we got, like Carlos Boozer and Steve Nash. Those are the really th- those are the only really older guys that that are that are coming to the Lakers right now. Everybody else is under under 30, I believe. Need another star, man. Stars. Boozer is not a star. Nobody's I didn't say that he was a star, but the, the all of the stars went elsewhere. Would you say Car- Carmelo stayed in New York? Uh, LeBron opted to go back to Cleveland. What are we going to do? We can't I feel like LA is like saying something is better than nothing and we'll just wait until next year. That's exactly what happened. Something is better than nothing. They got they got Carlos Boozer, Boozer off of waivers. Mm, mm, mm. I mean like if if they were really if they were really um uh, intent on making something happen, why didn't they push to really land um Kevin Love? What the why? fuck nationality is Carlos Boozer? Oh, he's American, I think. I mean, like, when you look at his face, he looks like, what is he, African-American? Is he Mexican? I believe he's Carlos? African, I believe he's an African-American. He's, Carlos he's, he's, Boozer? What the got, fuck? He's got the mutton chops. <laughs> he looks like a fucking halam halam when you look at him. No, if he, I don't think so. I don't know what the fuck he is. Somebody tell me what the hell he is. Well, all I know is that guy has significant offense, but not enough defense. Just like most of the squad that we have Did now. you see significant offense in Chicago from Carlos Boozer last year? That guy averages around 15, 15 points a game. Averages. If he's used correctly, if well, actually, if anybody's used correctly, they become an effective weapon. But if he's used correctly, he could, he, he could maintain that average and maybe, you know, like, even do better on it. Byron Scott. Byron Scott, I... Man, that he's he's probably the best of an average bunch right now because that guy brought the New Jersey. He was the coach for the the Nets, right? The, when they were in New Jersey. When? Didn't he? Wasn't he? That was uh Jason Kidd. No, no, no. He wasn't he the coach for um the New Jersey Nets when they went to the um when they went to the finals against the Lakers. Mm, I can't remember, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, he he used to coach. The um the New Jersey Nets I believe and he took them to the fine uh, the the playoffs and to the finals also um more on on more than a couple occasions he's a good coach but he doesn't really he ain't got no rings that's that's all I'm saying he got rings no Byron not, Scott. as a player as a player not as a coach there are only so many there's only so many coaches that got that that that, that have um uh, the um. The pedigree of a ring. There's... They were talking about Mike Dunleavy. What do you think about oh, that? Ugh, ugh. That guy. That guy wins. That that guy's 
best feature is, is that his he son. Win- <laughs> that, that guy's best that that guy's best claim to fame, I believe, is that he can win games that he's supposed to win. Mm. He can't win games where the odds are stacked against him. Uh, I don't. I'd rather Byron Scott than Dunleavy. I, I agree because, like he's I a said, Laker. Like I said, give him a chance. He's the he's the best of an average bunch. I mean, like if Tom Thibodeau became available, chase that guy because that guy will transform. Uh, that yeah. guy can. That guy will transform. Yeah, but an that's hearsay. That's hearsay. That's not gonna. Happen. I'm not. I'm not even saying hearsay. I'm just saying hypothetically, if Tom Thibodeau became available, chase that guy because he will transform your organization. Brian from Shaw. The I don't know why we didn't chase him. Or what he's doing. Uh, I would have liked Brian Shaw because he was he was under Phil. Exactly. But the thing is, I think they, again, we're going back to them wanting to move away from Phil's style of play and back into a Showtime era, exciting mm. style of basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's part of the philosophy that drove Phil as well as any of his, um, uh, of his um, protégés away from L.A. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, my prediction is uh, the championship stays in the West next year. Would you agree or disagree? Still a lot of power over here on the West side. If, if well, the thing is, the Spurs, as long as they can maintain, they, 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 can, they can make a respectable run at, um, at maintaining the championship. Because, and especially because they have those young players like Kawhi Leonard. That guy, that guy owned LeBron. That guy kept LeBron under his normal averages, and that made a massive difference. They and and they've got they've got the best power forward in they've got the best power forward in the game. Mm-hmm. They've got he, they've got a good squad around him. I needed to see his ass leave and ride out into the sunset. You motherfucker. But but he but he opted in for another year, and so Shit. did and so did Coach Pop. <sighs> They're going to hold on to that crown until there's no more juice to get out of that, that, that berry. Hey, just remind me of that fucking itch you can't scratch. <laughs> fucking hate them, man. But I respect them, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I totally respect them. I mean, they have, in, since, since 1999, since, since 1999, um, uh, like for the last 15 years or so, the um, the San Antonio Spurs have been one of the major, if not the major, threat to Laker supremacy because of their style of play. What we're gonna cut? What's that? A special report? Hey, JP, hold on for a second. We have a special report coming in. This special report is brought to you by your mama. I am fucking sick and tired about of people putting their Facebook bullshit on fucking Facebook for the world to know. Why the fuck must I hear about the troubles and tribulations that you're going through? The breakups, the all this fucking bitch assness. Facebook is something to enjoy, not for you to put your fucking real life business all out like that. I don't hear about that shit. I mean, fucking grow up, people. Young, old, I'm talking to all of you motherfuckers. Stay off of fucking Facebook talking about your real life. If you have a problem, face it. Don't Facebook it, bitches. 
Uh, yeah. Special report. What can you say? Um, yeah, I, to a certain degree, I agree with that special report. I mean, yeah, if, if you get a problem with somebody, it's better to do it face-to-face instead of on Facebook. Indeed, I agree. Publishing the actual problem on Facebook involves more people than are actually necessary to be involved besides you and the actual party that you have conflict with. But I think you know. Facebook is for entertainment, you know, you know, keeping up with folks. Yeah, humor, that's what I use it for. Humor, you know, all that kind of stuff. And interesting news, but when you start uh, publishing your life's issues, you know, it starts to make you look kind of, hmm, kind of, I don't know what the word is for it, but it's... Well, I mean... Like you're sending innuendos to your to your uh, boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or that person. You uh, know what? People will use it for whatever they feel necessary to use it for, but I just don't think that, you know, putting your dirty laundry on it is not the best. So you smell what I'm uh, cooking then? To a certain degree, yeah. Oh, shit. But, yeah, I mean, like so, some people want to communicate that and and for some reason they feel that that's the only avenue for communication that they have with certain people hmm. but now the world has to know what the fuck you guys are going through it's, <laughs> it's the part I'm talking about yeah. like I didn't need to hear a friend call me to tell me what the fuck it is you have to say about me and what you feel about me Yeah. now he knows and it's like was that necessary? Yeah, to a certain degree Facebook opens itself up to a lot of TMI and un uh unwelcome sharing. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> anyway. But then again it's it's also dependent on the actual final receiver of the message, whether it was TMI or unnecessary sharing. Some people get off on hearing that kind of thing from other people. I feel like I could I would I would love to do it to where we should make a skit to where we have somebody typing some Facebook bullshit and like a genie would manifest and slap the fuck out of him and say, face it, don't Facebook it and disappear. Like, <laughs> can you imagine if the crap that we put on Facebook, if we did it by mail, <laughs> if you would write a letter to the person that you don't like, and then you send copies of that letter to all the other people that you know, <laughs> and then the other people would write copy would write the responses to the situation that you and that person have and send copies to all the other people that you sent the letter to that'd be fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> if that was if we were doing this by mail it was it's ridiculous the 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 kind of the kind of immediate nonsense that it has become i don't even want to talk about this bullshit no more it's fucking pissing me off okay back to the lakers then uh, let's let's switch topics let's go off topic okay by the way for those of you don't who don't know me and this man here are firearm connoisseurs. I mean, connoisseurs. I wouldn't say connoisseurs. I'm just a mild snob. Mild stop. Mild snob. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. How many weapons do you own? Firearms, to be exact. Just, just, just seven. <laughs> just seven. You can. What, what, what do you have in your artillery? Uh, 1911 Commander. Nice. Uh, Smith and Wesson 357 mm. It's a four-inch barrel. Mm. And uh, Beretta 92 FS Centurion. Mm, mm, mm. A Glock 19. Yes, sir. Genera- Generation three. Yes, sir. I have a 
Bushmaster Carbine AR-15. Mossberg 500 with a few uh, with a couple of mods and uh, an AK-47, which I am trying to trade out for an M1A because mm, mm, mm. that um, uh, that long range action is pretty pretty sexy. I'd like to thank you for introducing me into the carnoisseur industry when it comes you, to weaponry you already you had guns before i did well yeah but i wasn't into it like you were into it i had uh two pistols i had a a taurus and i had a another taurus actually a nine millimeter and a 40 millimeter which i hated well i'm glad that i was able to lead you to a better choice of brands the promised land is where you brought me to <laughs> yes sir yes sir i'm so happy when, when when do you think we can get back out there like I said, tomorrow's tomorrow's pretty pretty cool, pretty not not too shabby. The um, the the Decatur range is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays though. So if you want to do outdoor shooting, we can't go until when between Wednesday and Sunday because Monday and Tuesday, like I said, they're closed. But everybody everywhere else is usually open seven days a week between um, normal business hours. Yeah, I'm trying to get a, a vehicle that'll take me out to the desert instead of having to depend on that uh, vehicle that you have. Because if I want to just go out on my own, I can't do it right now unless I drive a car, and that's really bad. It, it doesn't. But the thing is, Decatur, the Decatur um, uh, range isn't that far from you anyway. I know, but out in the desert is where we have a lot of fun because it's no holds barred. We do whatever the hell we want to do. It is no holds barred, but you know, because that's closer to you, and it only costs you ten dollars to go there. It's it's not that big of a deal. Ten dollars or if, no if, dollars. If well. The thing is, we still we still pay for crap when when we're out there. I mean, like I I pay for crap. I bring my own boards. When are that you cost, most that, satisfied, that JP? At the range or in the desert? It depends on my mood. One um, sometimes I'm in a mood to just go to the desert. Sometimes I'm in a mood to go to the shooting range, and that's and that's completely satisfactory to me. I understand because I'm forced to go to ranges when I don't have a vehicle that supports that desert action that we go. And that's what I'm looking forward to, trying to buy myself like an F-150 or a Dodge 1500, whatever it takes to get yeah. me out there. What kind of, well, um, are you going to buy brand, are you going to try to bribe, buy brand new or are you going to buy it like a semi-used? I don't know. I'm looking into it. I don't know what my, I'm, I'm just weighing all my options right I, now. I recommend um, uh, slightly used, maybe like four, like around four years old because it's, it's, Four? Yeah, around four years old. I just don't want to get into the issue of having a, a vehicle that I have to keep main uh, fixing and shit all the damn time. Those new ones come with warranties and things like that. So that's the what I was one, thinking. The about. new ones come with warranties, but the, the insurance on them is hella high. Yeah, that's and what my wife was telling me. The insurance is hella high, and you, uh, if if you if you go with a fairly low mileage vehicle, there isn't that much wear and tear that happens mm -hmm. in a in a within the four years. Right. Like a four-year-old model, if it's got low miles, you don't you you don't have to expect that many that much breakage out of it, that much breakdown, and you still get the break of the lower insurance. Well, I'll think about it. I'll, yeah, I think I'll put most of my eggs in that basket, and I think the wifey will be happier with that uh, outcome. So you're looking to get a pickup then? It, a pickup or an SUV, but SUV, something like a an Explorer is what I would desire if I thought of SUV. Mm -hmm. I really like Ford Explorers. Well, um, I shouldn't be saying these fucking names until I get paid by these people. <laughs>
uh, sponsorship <laughs> might uh, might be a little ways away, but it doesn't. You know, Whatever. we're just we're just talking choices. But anyway, yeah. Um, as long as you get a cover for you know the 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 back of your your pickup truck. A pickup truck is an incredibly useful vehicle, even more so than an SUV. But SUV is pretty useful, but pickup truck is you yeah. can do you can do a lot of crap with. It's you with a pickup truck. I have to worry about motherfuckers bugging me, helping me to help them move and that's, shit. That's that's one that's one of the drawbacks of having a pickup truck. That yeah. is one of the drawbacks. I don't mind though. I don't mind, but you better mind. That's 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 gas and wear and tear on your vehicle. But usually the crew that we have, you know, they they're very supportive when it comes to gas or things like that. Uh, you know, we gotta be our brother's keeper. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're here for. This is what this is all about, right? The friendships we created and. Depending on one another when we need to, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. So how's the love life? Where are we at with that? Still searching? Nothing interesting to comment on. <laughs> New subject. <laughs> okay. Porn. How are we doing with that? Nothing new to comment on. Move on to the next subject. Oh, shit. You about to Obama <laughs> me on the good shit, on the juicy shit? <laughs> I want to say, how's the 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 pimp hand? Is the pimp hand uh, chafed or what? So as of this current, um, uh, so as of this current writing, apparently um, uh, the Lakers have chosen to re-sign Wesley Johnson uh, and uh, Xavier Henry and Ryan Kelly. This guy, this guy, he, he doesn't <laughs> want to talk about a sex life. Fine, fine. Okay. So what I need to do is ask you the question I've been asking all my buddies and it seems like you're going to escape this one too. But it was just a random bullshit survey and I got to ask you. Mhm. Have you ever tucked it? Tucked what? <laughs> Think about what I'm saying. Have you ever taken it, pushed it back and tucked it and just looked at yourself in tuck position? <laughs> You mean like in Silence of the Lambs? Not fucking like that. Everybody keeps saying that shit and makes it all fucking perverted. <laughs> it's supposed to be comedic and funny, but when you say the Silence of the Lamb version, it's all <laughs> fucked up and nasty. No, but not like that. But that's the image that immediately comes to mind. No, that's not what that's, fucking... That's, oh. that's what everybody knows it from. And no, that's not what the fuck I mean. Have you ever tucked it before? The answer is no. Oh, you. All you friends of mine, you all are some pitiful lying bastards. <laughs> I, nobody wants to go on wax and admit it. I, and yes, I have tucked it and I don't give a fuck. It's some funny shit to do. Silence again. Look at him. He, I, you got you those. Know, you know what? You need to, um, uh, you have all of these special effects sounds, but you also need to add the crickets. For, for for when you say something that your um, uh, guests oh. will not respond to. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that there's some other people out there because I know for a fact I've talked to buddies of mine and we just start cracking up, crying, laughing about it because they after I get them to go pe- get past that part, they admit it and be like, yep, but it was just when I was a kid, it was some funny shit and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't, it was, it's just a random thing. It's like a bucket list. You gotta, you gotta tuck it one time. Okay, well, sometime before I die, I will probably experiment with that, and uh, then I'll, 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 I'll inform you how what the um what experience be in the bathroom like. tonight and, and tuck. <laughs> he gonna tuck it. Shit. Then, then I'll cross that off my bucket list. Yeah, I call myself Chris Tucker. 
I'll, I'll, I'll even play that Silence of the Lambs song that he had no, in the background. So nasty. <laughs> Jeff sent me a picture of that shit. I was like, see, you didn't turn this shit into some disgusting shit. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to stop you guys from getting your coochies or whatever, not, you know, because that's why you're not, you're not admitting it right now. But I'm married. I can admit shit like that. I'm happily married. Yeah. And I have tucked it. Slap the motherfucker in the face when I let go. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> you should see the look that he has on his face right now. Is that a look of disappointment? For the sake of the audiences at home, I just want you to know that I am sympathizing with all of you rolling your eyes at this, con- this man's commentary. No, right this is hilarity right now. <laughs> I'm sure people are cracking the fuck up because I keeps it real. Unlike you people. Every last one of them has tucked it before. And I, I know that they have because we're all alike. Mm-hmm. And they won't admit it because it, it'll fuck that game up. But if you just admit it, you will see the gates open. I have no game. But I'm still not going to admit that kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, how's the nephew? Uh, um, soon to be followed by a niece. Yes, yes, I missed the the party, but uh, we have some some gifts that we need you to go ahead and take to my buddy. I need to get him on the show too. How's he doing? Mm, he's uh he's like like any father. He's uh he's ready for the uh for the for the next one to come out. Who do you think will go bald first, you or him? Uh, definitely him. Probably <laughs> he's he's the one who's got who's already got kids. I mean, stress the fuck out. He he's already got white hairs. I mean, it's kind of hereditary, but he's already got white hairs. Yeah, my buddy. I haven't seen him in a minute. I need to get over there and just kick it with him. Mm. You heard from Antoine Lady? Who has? <laughs> Mia. I went over there like a few weeks ago and just hung out with him. I watched him and uh, Jerome get drunk out there, out their heads, just in the room. It was some great shit. I gotta get Jerome on the show too. Thing is. My my only contact with Antoine these days is whenever he decides that he wants to try to pick up his um uh, his his microphone equipment or mm. or audio recording equipment, and that never happens. Mm. Somebody's looking for you, brother. <laughs> you might want to reach out and touch someone. Anyway, yeah, man, I think this was a good show, man. What do you think? I think it was satisfactory. Would you come back and do it again? I'd be happy to. All right, man. I appreciate you on the show today. This was uh, Patrick's Book of Bullshit. I got my buddy JP with me. Uh, Love to have you on the show. Take care. This show was brought to you by Roscoe's African American Tacos and Cindy's Fix a Stupid Motherfucker Tutoring.